Hello and welcome to the Life is a Party podcast. I am your host, Olivia DeSantos, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Assumpta Vitku. Hello, my dear. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Hi, everyone. So this is our first podcast. This is a scary thing, hey? Um, a scary moment, a new moment for Arawambe. And before we begin, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has supported our launch so far. That's so cool of all of you to be behind us. It's been really fun and we enjoy seeing your comments and your likes and your shares. It's been fabulous. It's been quite the ride. We really appreciate you all and thank you for sticking with us. There's more to come, so don't go anywhere. (laughs) Awesome. So this, our first podcast, we wanted to be as explosive as possible. So we're going to talk about money. I love, dun, talking. Dun, dun. <laughs> I love talking about money. <laughs> I love talking about money and weddings because it makes people so uncomfortable. I love it. It's so uncomfortable. I don't <laughs> love it. I, I'm going to be honest. I do not love talking about money and I do not love talking about money with weddings. <laughs> Oh, so this is going to be even more juicy because I really, I really do. It really, it really tickles me. I, we're going to be talking about the grand old question, are weddings too expensive? And a sub question to that is, do wedding suppliers owe it to the public to make weddings affordable? Like, should we be making weddings cheaper? Two very big, juicy questions. Definitely. (laughs) That I think we disagree on slightly, which is even more exciting. So um, to start off, you are actually married. I am the unmarried person here for everyone who's listening. I am the single person here. So you are actually married and you spent a pretty penny on your weddings plural we did (laughs) (laughs) so did you feel at the time when you were when you were planning your wedding that weddings are too expensive um no yes and no i i don't really know how to answer that um i i wasn't working in the industry i should say that for everybody who doesn't know I wasn't a wedding planner when I was planning our weddings but I did plan them myself and some of the things shocked me in terms of prices but the majority didn't um I think because my family and I we all have planned events previously and we're all used to paying a certain amount for things so I didn't come to plan my wedding and think how much like no if you want quality you're paying for it so I'm possibly not the best person to ask that question um some things were alarming to me like a a baker that I really really wanted at the time they she might actually be charging more now but at the time when I inquired her starting price was two thousand pounds that shocked me a bit because I was like the cake I love cake cake is the way to my heart and I did pay quite a lot for our cake but I just couldn't justify two thousand pounds as a starting price before i added all the details that i wanted so no that was i think that was the only thing that made me a little bit like well damn (laughs) yeah no that is a lot of money but it's also like i'm also not the person to ask this question because a i started in the business at the high end 
So that was normal mm-hmm. for me. I started in weddings doing these like, you know, high net worth individual weddings. So a two, two grand cake is normal. That was normal to yeah. me. So when I started to branch out in terms of my, my business or in terms of knowing the industry a little bit better um, and people are complaining about 500 pound cake, I'm like, that's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is wild. That's so normal to me, you know, and particularly now that I live in and work in Portugal, where our cakes here start from 300 euro, which is, you know, what, 250 pounds? Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. you could get that from Marks and Spencer. That's nothing. So to see people still complain at every single juncture has been super yes. interesting particularly when you start at that kind of high point and i think it's that like is it always just going to be too expensive like is is it just going to be too expensive to everyone like even if we charged 10 quid for a cake would that be too expensive for someone uh yes it will some things will always be expensive for some people but not for everyone yeah i i think things will always be expensive for some one of our ven- venues because because we had two separate wedding days one of our venues is co- just the dry hire of the venue cost more than some of the people that fill out my inquiry form and that's their budget for their wedding mm-hmm. so that's why i'm like when people tell me seven thousand is too much for a wedding venue i'm like look that what like that's nothing <laughs> that's actually not a lot of money but in the grand scheme of things to to some people it, it is a lot of money if you're not spending tens of thousands you know or hundreds of thousands on your wedding seven thousand is too much to spend on your venue because you have to consider everything else you're doing but the thing is is yeah. that we have to i mean it's not to say that you can't make a wedding with seven thousand pounds you can. You, can. you, definitely you just can. have to be really realistic about the number of guests that you can afford for that mo- for that many people and what that wedding is going to look like. So I don't mm-hmm. think that weddings are expensive. I think that people have these super high expectations for the budget that they actually have like you're just you're just dreaming of the you're looking at these images and to be fair like we do this a lot in the in the industry we share these images without much context to how much they cost like pinterest is such a rabbit hole for this you know the the average wedding on there has got to be like 70k 80k something like that the average you know um but there is no price tag on those images and so when people come to me with a budget of 15,000 euro which is what 12,000 pounds um maybe $17,000 somewhere like that and they're showing me an image from a wedding that's 100k plus Mm -hmm. I'm really honest with them and say look you can have a beautiful wedding with your budget but not this one (laughs) yeah so that kind of follows on to a question that I had in my mind as you were speaking. So instead of afford- affordability, do we owe people transparency? Yes. Yes. Do I... we need to be more transparent about 
what we are doing or what goes into creating those Pinterest worthy weddings um, versus the average wedding because the average wedding is not what's on Pinterest. <laughs> the average person does not have a wedding that you know does the rounds that goes viral. That's not an average wedding because the average cost of a wedding in the UK is um, in the 20s, like high 20s. Yeah, 20, 20,000. 20, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, and in London it's slightly higher, so in major cities. I'm not sure what it is in Portugal or in, in America, but, you know, that, again, I'm going to really stress that word. It's average. <laughs> the, <laughs> the ones on Pinterest that we've just mentioned or the things that go viral on Instagram, that's like a drop in the ocean of their budget that's 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 only a small fraction so i think people also forget that you know what they're trying to plan with their money is average and what they're seeing is not average so yeah and we have to but this also comes to a gripe that i have with social media with with weddings in particular we do kind of normalize these extraordinary weddings mm -hmm. um and instead of showing like for example you just did this really beautiful wedding such such a gorgeous wedding and we hope that we'll be um featuring it on the blog in in a few weeks or months time um but that was like diy pared down um mm -hmm. and that diy vibe is not as celebrated as the more illustrious productions like the one that i did on the on, yeah on, on the, the same day on the same yeah, the day contrast. <laughs> and they spent way over their budget but they're you know they're minted and they just kept going they just kept on increasing the budget increasing the budget to to, to make it what it was and you know i did get emails from my current couple saying oh my god this this event is so amazing i really want this i'm just like yeah they've got like double your budget i'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> you know we could do the color did you thing. tell them that i'll do it in person hey i won't do okay, okay. <laughs> maybe not on email um oh, the but reason I usually... why i asked is back to transparency did you give them that transparency <laughs> I do normally like normally you know but I do do it over a call they'll send me images okay. or they'll send me something on Instagram and I'll say I love this and we can do we can approximate something like this for your budget but this mm -hmm. is not realistic with what you've got right now if you want to increase it to x amount for flowers mm -hmm. you can make this happen and it usually mm -hmm. happens with like you know floral arches and things like that these huge things i'm just like ah i mean i can tell you how much it is if you want to if you want to spend that much then you can buy it um then mm -hmm. we can do it but if not then i'm really sorry it's not in your hill house this is why i like talking about money because i'm I like to be as transparent as possible with my clients. Just be like, no, you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very open about that. <laughs> just, yeah. But even that wedding that I did on Saturday, so someone might see it and think, oh, that's accessible for me. Mm -hmm. And when I really thought about it, I don't think it is for some people. If you were to recreate the exact wedding we had because of the bride's, um, bride and groom's taste, 
the person we got the crockery from not cheap the person we got linen from not cheap so even though it kind of had like a diy vibe about it like the quality of everything even the champ like the champagne the, the drinks that were served mm-hmm. not cheap so when i because i when i thought about the breakdown of their budget especially for the number of guests they had mm-hmm. there were only 32 people in the room but what was spent i'm just like no, the average person probably couldn't do this either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's swings and roundabouts, really. People see these images and think that they can easily recreate it. Or worse still, my bugbear is trying to recreate these champagne weddings. And not that's not to say you shouldn't try and do it within your budget. You should. But mm-hmm. when they when couples really try and stick to this image that they have in their head instead of trying to create something that's more suitable for them and then it just ends up looking like missing the mark completely whereas you could have just done something that was like perfect for you and more your style as opposed to someone else's style and trying to be a copycat of it you know and that's a great tip like if you actually embrace the budget that you have and get the things that you get the things that are within your wheelhouse like just like the best quality at the level that you're at um that's where the magic it really happens i think i don't think it is just spending a lot of money to make something impressive i think it's just being really smart about the money that you have and making things as detailed as and as personalized as possible at that level Mm -hmm. wherever you are Um, Because we've seen like super, super expensive weddings that are just bland. We've both seen that, you know? Mm -hmm. So even having a lot of money, if you're not actually going to use it wisely, is is still a waste, (laughs) to be honest. I think what you just said is so, so important to highlight that just getting the best quality that you can at your price point, at your budget. And there are so many suppliers that can help you with that you just have to be willing to do a bit of research ask some questions but um circling back to your original question of do we owe couples or clients affordability um yes and no there are people within every budget that you can that can that can help you that can service you and help you with your wedding but i don't think that you should go to somebody who caters for high end and expect them to lower their prices because you want to work with them i think you can find somebody that's within your budget that will do a perfectly reasonable and really good job for you um yeah i think the the trouble comes in when people see these um suppliers on instagram and think oh i want you and then when they see the price you start hammering them for for their price but that's what they can command let them let them do it it's so true but I also like, I really like the question, do we afford you, We do we owe you affordability? Because I have seen over recent years, like I've done this myself as well. I, I do a little bit of freelance writing and I wrote a piece recently on charging your worth as a freelancer, like how to charge your mm-hmm. worth, how to price yourself in a way that honors what you do. Um, and it really made me think about this narrative that we have as small business owners that you know we're kind of encouraged to yes charge our worth 
but Mm -hmm. charging your worth could be quite high um yeah and especially for beginners you know for for people who are relatively new to the industry there are still people that are pricing themselves quite high because that's what the Mm -hmm. industry standard is or that's what you're told to do um if we just do it from the wedding planners perspective in the uk you know training for the uk uk wedding planners uh, guilds and associations and all those sorts of things all of them will yeah. probably recommend that you start at four grand that you're not mm-hmm. below that for for wedding planning which honest to god like four grand is not a lot of money for what we do okay it's never it's it's really great <laughs> wait you have to pause there because there's gonna be a blog post i'm quite passionate about this i'm gonna write a blog post about it at some point guys so please wait for that and if you don't get it call me out on it but we have to take a moment to explain that wedding planners even coordinators people who don't plan but just coordinate are worth their weight in gold and people do not understand what we do so when you say the price so olivia has just said four thousand i'm sure some of you might have gasped like i'm not paying a wedding planner four thousand like you plan your wedding you carry on Mm. and then when we get to the end of it you come back to this episode (laughs) and you can let us know if you wish you had hired a planner people (laughs) underestimate exactly what we do um sorry to have interjected there but i feel quite passionate about passionately oh, about that it's so and true if, you, if you're if we're go, going to go by this statistic that's always flying around that says it takes an an average wedding takes 250 hours to plan or can do um oftentimes it will take more mm-hmm. if you're paying somebody to four thousand pounds that means you're paying them 16 pounds an hour yeah 16 pounds an hour and that we now haven't factored in venue visits Mm -hmm. the cost of their internet the cost of their well travel to go anywhere Mm -hmm. their phone bill these emails that are being sent you know all of these things you don't actually think of but this is what's included troubleshooting listening advising Mm -hmm. some planners do offer styling you know all these different things have to be factored into that fee that you're playing and then being there on the day to run the day yeah for you know minimum 10 sometimes 24 do you remember we did a 24 hour wedding together yeah (laughs) i remember (laughs) it was it was stressful at times but super fun (laughs) literally sorry you were saying back to um the guidelines for um uh the you were saying the guilds would say you charge about 4,000. And as a newbie, that's quite a lot to command if you've not got that much experience. Exactly. Or no experience. Yeah, we start there and you're encouraged to start there. And it does make me think, like, who is catering to the budget, the more budget brides in in brides and grooms and non-binaries, sorry, um, in the lower brackets when when it comes to weddings because four grand if you have a budget of 15 grand is you know almost a third so but there are people i i've seen planners that i've heard of planners i should say i don't really know them personally that charge like one thousand five two thousand for a full plan 
Yes, but then we demonize them, particularly within yeah. the industry. We're just like, you know, how dare they charge so little because they're not char- it makes it harder for the rest of us to charge so much right mm-hmm. um and i and i understand that argument as well like i understand like for example if you know cafe nero decided that it's going to sell all of its coffees for one pound tomorrow then that would make it much harder for Starbucks and all of the other coffee places to then charge their five pounds for a coffee, right? I get it. I understand Mm -hmm. logically, but I also believe that it raises the minimum for everyone and it does make things less accessible for um, the broader the broader public, the average, right? If we're talking about average mm-hmm, weddings, which mm-hmm. is what most people will have. Um, so that's why, I mean, when it comes to, and when it comes to wedding planners, I say, you know, if you can't afford a wedding planner, it's not the end of the world. Like I am actually someone who believes that not everyone does need a wedding planner or does want a wedding planner, which is fine. Um, but when you talk about things like photography and the things that are just, bare minimum essentials of getting a wedding done um i do worry a little bit about the budget side i do worry that we aren't there aren't enough people who are catering to that side because it's hard to do that sustainably as suppliers Mm -hmm. you know um it's really hard for a photographer to charge 500 quid to to do a wedding you just can't do it you know it's just not fair they would have to work you know twice a week every single week for the entire year to make any kind of wage so well, you can do it but you might end up in court as per an article i read where a student photographer who the couple found her on gumtree i believe or something of the sort <laughs> and she charged them 500 pounds they did not like their pictures and she was <laughs> smiling and saying she she doesn't understand why they didn't like them they got what they paid for and that is, that's a quite that's actually what she said she said that they got what they paid for and so i'm true. happy with the pictures like she was happy to put her name to it um so um there are people there you will always find someone somewhere but the problem is you may not be happy with what you get so you might have a different vision in in mind um so what's the solution be- then because then what happens if you just you can't you don't have that budget you don't have okay the average what like 20 let's say 25 for argument's sake so let's say 25k mm-hmm. uh, pounds um that would be 28,000 euro that would be around getting closer to $30,000 let's say so mm-hmm. what if if you don't have that um and what could be the solution to still have what you deem to be a nice day you cut down the number of guests. That's it. That's what affects your um <laughs> your wedding budget significantly. Mm-hmm. If you half the number of people at your wedding, instead of trying to feed a hundred and fifty, well, anywhere between one hundred and fifty and three hundred, as I've heard, three hundred people for your thirty thousand pu- budget, mm-hmm. why not just have fifty? Mm-hmm. You could have a re- like if you're spending thirty grand for fifty people, you could mm-hmm. do quite a lot there. Like, or you know, 
you have to cut down the number of people or you adjust your expectations yeah that's it you just adjust your expectations you have to find a venue that doesn't need a lot of stuff doing to it you don't need a lot of decor which i feel is probably a lot easier to do in portugal (laughs) than in the uk because then you could just use the outdoors not so wise to do here you always need some sort of like weather contingency plan but essentially you need to find a venue that won't that maybe you don't need so many flowers or decor or whatever to make it look a certain way and just get creative with your shopping um whether you're buying a your dress if you're wearing a wedding dress that is or your suit if you're having well if you want to have a suit made that will be quite costly but think about shopping in vintage places or Mm -hmm. you know outlets um you could still have a very nice dress um a friend of mine took her friend to a like a designer outlet dress place and she bought her dress for like 300 pounds or 500 and it was beautiful so you just have to get more creative maybe if with your baker you can discuss your budget and if you are wanting something that's super tall and impactful then most of it won't be cake they will be dummy tears as opposed Mm -hmm. to cake Mm -hmm. these are the things that you can do to kind of tweak your budget a little i would say do not skimp on your photography and if you're having videography same thing yeah don't try and budget that at all like find the best person for the amount of money that you have to spend but definitely don't go down that gum tree 500 pound <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it because the other thing that a lot of people miss out on is the fact that if you hire a fantastic photographer heck even an expensive photographer mm-hmm. and potentially your venue isn't that amazing or there are certain bits that you're not sure of Photo- the right photographer with the great with a great eye and a wonderful editing style will make that wedding look way more expensive <laughs> and while i understand that your guests are there on the day and you're there on the day you might see something slightly different the only thing you're left with after your wedding as i put in one of uh, the recent blog posts and i was quoting a friend are your rings your photography your videography like these are the things that you take away that's how you will remember your day Mm -hmm. um so you want to spend money on those things for sure i completely agree with you never scrimp on photography and videography if you're having videography um i'm actually more on board with videography recently i wasn't always but i i do actually think yeah because i just think that you watch it once and then okay full disclosure Uh, (laughs) we've never watched our wedding videos (laughs) but i am glad that we have them because to me it was only in recent years that i discovered that not everybody has a wedding video yeah and the only reason why to me it was a norm is because my parents have one and they've been married for 30 something like almost 40 years Mm -hmm. and i can watch their wedding so i think because almost 40 years ago they had a wedding video it just to me it was just like oh well yeah that's a standard thing it's not it's not a standard it's really a not people don't no I, it's always been like a bit of a luxury thing to me mm-hmm. like you know if if budget allows is what i usually say to my clients um if if they have a if they have a strict budget if they don't have a strict budget mm-hmm. then sure throw in a throw in a video because video is also not as we say not cheap you know um yes a good video is gonna cost you a couple of thousand so Mm -hmm. it's it it is a budget pending kind of thing but i am more and more on board more recently 
um particularly having spent like this past event where they did the coolest things they had two drones they had gopros that went underwater um we did like an interview kind of thing with the with the guests because it was a corporate event so we did these like you know little messages to to the for the company and so the video is just going to be off the off the charts i know it is so i amazing (laughs) i'm more on board with it now but you know they spent money on that video and it's going to be incredible (laughs) but i find it really interesting that they chose videography but not a photographer yes i know i don't know (laughs) I've never heard that before, like video, but I know you can pull stills from the video, but I've never heard someone choose a videographer and not have a photographer. I know. Yeah. I think it's because the company, sorry to go on a tangent, everyone, but the company in this particular context had done events before in other countries and only had a video and that had been like enough for them. So, okay that's what they felt was the more important thing but i was definitely going to get some stills of that like like mm-hmm. what am i going to do with the video i needed <laughs> i needed that's photography so i'm so glad that i brought someone with me um but yeah so don't scrimp on f- photography and videography um don't assume you know if you're trying to cut costs don't assume that a, f- a destination wedding is going to be cheaper more likely you will spend the same amount i can tell you this by working i've been working in destination weddings for the past three years and everyone pretty much breaks even in what they would Mm -hmm. would have spent in at home uh you you do more than one event usually at a destination wedding you have um obviously you have all of your transport and accommodation and all those kind of extra costs flights etc um, and then also just being good hosts to your guests costs you money. Um, this could be like uh, arranging tours for people. It could be um, it could be like I said, all of the extra events that you do. It could be creating welcome packs for your for your guests when they arrive, just to give them a bit of a guide to what they're doing and where they're going. Um, Got to love a welcome pack. I love a welcome pack. I love a good welcome yeah. pack. Particularly when it's like all designed <laughs> and stuff, which is what we do. We love we love doing that. Um, so yeah, destination wedding is not going to save you money. Neither is a marquee wedding. Oh my God. Oh my the amount gosh. of people that think marquees are cheap. <laughs> they are not cheap. And I just don't even understand why people think that. It's it, not only is it expensive to get the structure, that the marquee itself or you might think oh well it's cheaper than hiring a venue Mm-mm. yes it is but then where are you putting this marquee you need land to fit <laughs> it on and then also how is it where's the electricity coming from mm-hmm. where will people go to the toilet mm-hmm. like all of these different considerations you have to bring all the furniture in which you would i guess have to do for a dry hire venue but the logistics of it all where are people parking where are people sleeping mm-hmm. uh, you you have so many more things to think about health and safety how are you freezing like or chilling your drinks where you're going to have to erect a, um, another marquee nearby for the catering staff like all of yeah. these things <laughs> <laughs> it's so you funny. can tell i'm working on a marquee wedding no <laughs> 
it's so funny. Like, yeah. So the the event that it just did was a was TP marquee, but it mm-hmm. was still a, a you know. But I think people have it in their heads. It's just a big tent. Like it's just it's just a tent. Yeah. You're just camping. So why would it be expensive? It's like no, like heating, lighting, electricity. You know, and then bringing in your catering team. Um, even though the actual cost may not be more in terms of food, it's just their logistics, the extra logistics they will give you an uplift for as well. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I just no, marquees are not cheaper, destination weddings are not cheaper. Um, the only thing that I can say is definitely cheaper, um, is eloping. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, how I considered it. <laughs> Elo- yeah, that is very true. Eloping is cheaper, for sure. So, you know, if if, if it all comes to down to that, which one of my clients has done, actually, you know, they, they postponed their wedding and then they decided that the amount that they want to spend now on their new wedding just doesn't work for the 50 person wedding that they wanted so they're instead going to have an elopement with me and it's great so you know oh you're doing the elopement that's awesome i yeah it is it's my first elopement i don't really do elopements um but they're letting me do a tablescape and have fun with the color scheme and that's what i was going to ask i love (laughs) elopement so my asterisk to your comment just now is like depending on the type of elopement that you have (laughs) so i saw one that they flew they were in america and they flew to paris and then like they got this really amazing room or suite i should say that had a balcony that overlooked the eiffel tower and it was like covered in flowers and they had a cake and it was just the two of them but that is i'm sure what they spent on that is some people's budgets Mm mm-hmm so for sure but that's cheaper than i guess for their taste level what a bigger wedding would have cost them exactly so So, yeah it's the the premise still stands (laughs) yeah if you maintain the same taste level um or if you want something fancier you've just got to bring the guests down guests are the most expensive thing in your budget um so bring the guests down even to two, just the, just the two of you. <laughs> and you will make something amazing, I'm sure. But I don't want anyone to come away from this conversation feeling disheartened. Like, you know, we, we've seen some really lovely budget weddings. Um, yes. We have published one, you know. We published the, the Orange County wedding, um, the micro wedding, uh, which is on the blog now. It's Courtney and Caress. Thank you so much for letting us publish you. Uh, that was not a very expensive wedding. Um, if you keep the guests down, you can make some really, really cute and beautiful stuff. And if you can't you keep guests creative. down, then just save for longer. You don't have to get married this year. That's save true. for a couple more years. <laughs> that is very, very true. But yeah, if you're in a hurry to start your life together, then you might want to cut those guests down. (laughs) Yes. And we will do a podcast at some point about guest numbers and keeping the family happy with with all of that. Because I'm sure you have so much to say. I do. (laughs) Oh, yes. You'll have to come back for that one. I had quite a large wedding slash weddings. So yes, I'll be able to weigh in on that one. Do you think, I know you're not, 
married but do you think that weddings are expensive too expensive i should say yes they're exp- they can be expensive but are they too expensive i think that i think that it, i think it feels expensive when you look at the overall price tag like if i think about mm-hmm. the type of wedding that i want to have and me knowing how much that that's going to cost that feels like a lot of money to me um it because i yeah i'm minimum going to spend like 60 grand on my wedding i think and mine Mm -hmm. would be quite small so i would i have a very small family i've got 12 core family members like we're we're small so realistically i'd be looking at maybe 50 guests maybe up to 100 depending on what their side of the family is like i don't know (laughs) but for what i want i know that i'm minimum spending 60,000 pounds if not more so probably between the 60 to 80 thousand pound and when i think about that that feels like a lot of money to me but because i know the breakdown like i know where that money is going and there are certain things Mm -hmm. that i want for my wedding like i really want a motown band to be there for most (gasps) of the day um that'd be so cool i've got like ceremony music in mind and like literally most of the day i want them there that's gonna cost me so much money like bands are so expensive that's essentially what i wanted for ours but because of our number of guests i had to forego my band yeah i read that i read that in your piece it's so so heartbreaking (laughs) (laughs) like no i would cut out everyone from my list and have (laughs) an elopement if i could only have the band um okay (laughs) so yeah so there are things certain things i know that i wouldn't compromise on um so when i look at the breakdown it makes sense and i would spend that Mm -hmm. kind of money on the breakdown so yeah if that if it helps if that helps anyone listening to think okay but i want to have a really good photographer and this photographer is going to cost me 2500 um if it helps to look at the actual breakdown rather than the overall amount when you're thinking about how expensive quote unquote weddings are um i think it's helpful um Hmm. don't look at the 60 grand look at the you know oh but i'm spending 200 pounds per person on this amazing wedding menu um yeah that might be helpful yeah that is a really good way to look at it and a good way to break it down also i mean we're hoping that you're only going to do this one time so if it means saving a bit more or just prioritizing what's important to you and getting that thing then i would highly recommend doing that for sure and yeah if you for example like i'm someone who will get married many times probably hopefully to the same person um but (laughs) i will be someone who renews my vows a lot because i have all the weddings in my brain i have so many ideas i just can't do it oh me too (laughs) you and i are in sync because that was my next point i was gonna say and if you can't do all of that you can do what i'm going to do and wait for some sort of vow renewal and just keep and have the wedding that you wanted yeah Yeah. like if you if you just want to start your life you just want to get your wedding out of the way (laughs) your first one um then you can do what you can with what you have and then renew your vows in five years 
and you've got something more spectacular. You have built more wealth. You have saved a bit more. You, you know, you have less financial strain because you've already bought your house, things like that. Um, yes. Just renew your vows and do it again in different ways. That's, yeah, I intend to do that every five years until I die. Oh, me so. too. <laughs> so next year, oh gosh, I should, I should help get you to plan our renewal next year. I just need to save so I can afford you <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh gosh yeah it's literally exactly almost exactly a year, a year yeah Ooh. I did not process that until now I think I was going for either five or seven it should have been seven but then even though I don't like the number seven but seven is the um n- number of completion apparently biblically but oh. anyway um so I was thinking five or ten but ten is too far so it might ten have to be next far. year way too fast ten is way too far (laughs) i was actually thinking about every three years but this very much (laughs) depends on how wealthy i rich how wealthy i rich how wealthy i marry or how wealthy i am um so we'll see we'll see we'll see um anything else we want to talk about with with money and weddings i think we have covered it covered it all we um it would be great to hear other people's opinions on this. So after you've listened, feel free to send us an email, message us on Instagram. We would love to know your thoughts on weddings because people often think that when the word wedding is mentioned, suppliers immediately just like tack on the zeros. And while there may be some people who do that, the majority of us do not we really trust don't. and believe. <laughs> we don't even charge what we should be charging for the amount of work that we are doing. Um, so I would love to, I hope, I'm sure you would as well. We would love to know your thoughts on this, um, and this, especially your experience as you've been planning your wedding. Do you think that people that just see you coming and think, yeah, we're going to inflate the price because they said it's a wedding. And have you tried or would you try telling somebody that it's a birthday party or you wouldn't tell them it's for a wedding at all? How do we feel about that? dumbest thing ever it's just yeah so like dumb. of course they're gonna know it's a freaking wedding <laughs> it's so it's so dumb and yeah that was actual advice given on an actual um youtube video re- re- relatively recently uh that we saw and just thought it was the craziest thing to say um imagine telling a photographer that you're just having a birthday party and it's your is your whole wedding like you you don't understand like the logistics on a pure logistical level as a supplier a birthday party is very different to a wedding (laughs) um yeah just so much is is changes so um it's quite deceptive as well also photographers the equipment the, the cameras that they would bring for a birthday party versus a wedding yeah i don't know if you've ever seen a photographer i know you have olivia but those listening at weddings it's almost like gun holsters that they have you know <laughs> yeah. you're switching the lenses and the cameras i'm sure for your birthday they'd probably just rock up with the one camera so you would do yourself a disservice actually the reason why you book them in the style that you like for their wedding photography you may not get that in Mm -hmm. for your wedding if you book them for a birthday yes and you wouldn't get the you know the 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 places that wedding photographers have to crawl into to get the right shot of you doing your Mm -hmm. first kiss and all that kind of thing like all of that mental preparation and pressure 
that they need to be fully pre-prepped for if you don't <laughs> if you don't tell them what's happening they are not ready and you are gonna they are more likely to miss those big moments um so just don't just don't do that to us it's not it's not kind it's very deceptive and it's not gonna save you any money so no <laughs> it, and it could save you some heartache if you don't do that so please don't <laughs> yes but yes do comment and send us to you in your opinions let us know what you think about this do suppliers owe you affordability do you think that weddings are too expensive and what do you think your solutions would be without you know making the wedding industry bankrupt <laughs> <laughs> with that I, like that I think we will love you and leave you thank you so much for joining me Asumta. this was really fun yeah well we'll see you again next time thank you to everyone for listening yes thank you to our listeners please leave us a little review on spotify or apple podcasts or however you are listening to us today and we look forward to seeing you next